0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for today's video. Today we're going to talk about love bombing, uh, which is kind of a characteristic trait of narcissism um, in some situations. So maybe we can differentiate when it's not and when it is. But um, specifically, it's, it's kind of an act of these grandiose shows of affection and love that are meant to be manipulative in some kind of way. Um, and in talking about it, I feel like it's something we you see a lot in like media and especially like rom-coms. Um, and so we were talking about how to lose a guy in 10 days specifically, which I think lots of us have seen. So the scene in question, Matthew McConaughey sends all these roses, like let's talk about it and let's talk about love bombing.
1: Okay, yeah, so define it. I think Sherry, you've probably got a good definition for us. A love
2: bombing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that Jaden did a good job, but it really is like this big display of affection or um, even a lot of uh, uh, compliments, being very complimentary of the other person without really having much to back it up. So, you know, maybe it's like, for example, in this scene in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, it's first date, right? They've been on one date, they've met one time, and the next morning she goes to work and there, there's this delivery of 100 roses for her, right? Dang at work. And so these people just keep walking in carrying these vases of roses. Yeah, and all the
0: coworkers are freaking out and like so jealous.
2: Right. Okay, everybody's kind of like swooning, got that whole thing going on. And okay. this is this is like a really kind of a, a classic example of love bombing. You don't know the person very well, but suddenly there's this big gesture, this big display of affection that really what is it based on? I mean, how many of you really have gotten like this big, huge show of affection after one date.
1: Okay, so I'm going to totally interrupt. So after having gone on a date with someone, but wanting to be in their mind, what would be the appropriate response? Like, <laughs> do you send a dozen roses? Like this one was a hundred, I'm the wrong right? person
0: to ask. After I and my wife's first date, she thinks I responded very poorly <laughs> by not texting her soon enough.
2: <laughs> See, this is what I would say is like, a normal response would be like a next day text right Okay. stick call back something like so that so a
1: dozen roses is also probably a little did you send your wife a dozen roses the day after you met no <laughs> but she may argue that i'm dumb right like i don't
2: i don't think a dozen roses is necessarily a, like a bad gesture but i would say in this particular situation and granted in the movie they're both trying to manipulate each other right but but in a situation like this it's not just about the roses the roses are Brought to her in this really public place everybody sees them okay and as soon as the roses arrive everybody's swooning and then she gets a phone call from him right away right
1: perfect timing
2: perfect timing so I want you to think about what that would make him appear to be when it comes to this this kind of a scene everybody would be thinking wow this is such an amazing guy no one does this for me okay
1: so we're talking like over-the-top elaborate displays of affection gift-giving, compliments, all kinds of over-the-top, in-your-face with very... You said little background, but it's like, maybe I don't know you, maybe it's early on in the relationship, yada, yada, yada. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Making sure I've got it right?
0: And I, I mean, using the movie as an example, there's like an ulterior motive, right? Because he knows that she has Knicks tickets, and he's trying to play it off like he doesn't know, but... That's part of the intent, right? It's not because he's trying to show her affection. He's trying to get something out of her, specifically to go to the Knicks game with her. Okay.
2: It's manipulative, right?
0: Okay,
1: I got you.
2: Um, it was actually really funny for me as we've been thinking about this topic this week. I actually think I dated a narcissist in college, and I didn't know. And I actually didn't even remember or think about it until uh, we were doing some of the like prep work for this episode. Um, I started thinking about this guy who i i hadn't even really met him and i i just had had like one little interaction with him and he started showing up at my house repeatedly with like gifts for me so like i i remember one like saturday i woke up and he was there to like take me on this big elaborate date we'd had no plans right he just showed up at my house and he takes me on this big elaborate date and buys me all of these things and gives me roses and the whole time he keeps telling me all of these things about what a wonderful person I am how somebody who was with me would be so lucky to be with me and I remember thinking that like, you don't even know me. What? What is this? <laughs> it felt super weird to me. Oh, interesting. But um, but I didn't really recognize it as being something like love bombing until now.
1: Yeah,
0: but I can see how that. I don't know if you're in a different headspace. That could be like sweep you off your feet. Very charming. Right. Right. Luckily, recognizing that this is kind of strange. But...
2: <laughs> well, I remember thinking that it felt like too good to be true. You know, Mm. and I think that that's one of the things that's important to recognize. If it feels too good to be true, it probably is, right? Mm. I I don't know who really is going to be so elaborate to give you all of these gifts and all of these compliments when they don't really know you all that well.
1: Could I also throw out there, and I'm open to you guys telling me that I'm off base here, that there might be situations... where this is love bombing is something that happens even in the absence of narcissism. Sure. Like I'm thinking maybe like anxious attachment styles, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm not narcissistic, but I am trying to find, I'm trying to find maybe a sense of self value. And the way that I do that is by you telling me that I'm doing things right. So I send a hundred roses, right? So maybe outside of narcissism, love bombing still exists. Would that be a fair statement? Absolutely.
0: <clears throat> I think so. I think it also, in some situations, could maybe demonstrate like a lack of social skills or social awareness, right? A gap there where it's like, I don't know. I think for probably a lot of people listening, you hear this guy shows up at your house around morning without telling you and he's going to take you on this big, long date. They'd be like, well, that's just weird. He didn't plan anything. Like, what was he thinking? Why would you, you know what I mean? And I think for a lot of people, it'd be like, oh, common sense means if you're going to take someone on a date, you plan it out and you like, Get consent, right? <laughs> so, like, not outside of even social, like, uh, like an anxious attachment or social anxiety or narcissism. I think, like a social skill deficit or like a social awareness deficit, maybe too.
2: Right. One of the things about this, though, is that sometimes we overlook those things because the person appears so charming, mm-hmm. right? We're we're sort of like swept off our feet by them. They seem like they're just, they can talk so well and they appear so together. And so then when they're giving you attention like this, it does make you feel very, very special. And you overlook some of the things that really are odd about the interaction. Like what the heck are you doing at my house on a Saturday morning when I'm sleeping? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So let me ask this question because we're obviously picking on a movie clip here. I think this is fun to see in Hollywood because they're also dramatic. Uh, displays and you kind of know it's gonna have a happy ending absolutely right especially if it's a rom-com what might this look like on an everyday Josh is an average Joe kind of guy right like on an everyday level what might this look like any thoughts
2: yeah I mean I've seen this um, lots of times especially with stories that different clients have told me Um, and it's interesting because maybe it's not always these big elaborate displays of roses or sometimes it is sure. (laughs) But other times it really is. um, It really can look more like this person just takes a sudden really intense interest in you in, in your life. And I don't mean like in a, in a they're interested in you and trying to build a relationship kind of a way. I mean like you've had one, Okay date with them and suddenly it's like they're obsessed with you They're going out of their way to do all of these things for you and in all honesty a healthy relationship doesn't build like that We wish it did and the movies show us that it does. Mm -hmm. That's just not the way it is usually you go on a date and if it's good enough you decide you're gonna go again But it's not like next day the person wants to know absolutely everything about you, you know? Okay. They want to meet your family. they want to be a part of your best friend group. They want to um, tell you all of the things that you do so well and how worthwhile you are. Maybe they even want you to like give you the story of all of their trauma, right? Yeah. your trauma, mm-hmm. their trauma. They, they want like this trauma sharing because it creates this like really tight bond right away. Oh,
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, when you're talking about that, it made me think, again, like as we were reading the stuff before this episode about like the self-disclosure like an inappropriate amount of self-disclosure about, I don't know, their deepest secrets and traumas and grand wishes and these things that are probably not normal first or second date type behaviors.
2: Right. Again, it's always, at least when it comes to narcissism, it's for the purpose of gaining the upper hand on the person. Now, on the other hand, we see this sometimes, like you said, with anxious attachment. Um, I've, I've specifically seen this in terms of gift giving even right and part of it is that when you're very anxious and feel insecure about yourself you may feel the need to overcompensate in a relationship especially in the beginning of a relationship well or maybe throughout the whole thing to keep the other person interested maybe you feel like you have to lavish them with gifts because you're not enough by yourself
1: I think the other thing I was thinking about was the question of how do you spot this like if it's an everyday kind of thing. Um, and one of the things that I've noticed in working with folks is that statement you made earlier, if it feels uncomfortable, if people are showing up with a dozen roses or they're showing up at your house to take you on some elaborate date or it's incessantly non compliments and you hardly know these people, And it feels uncomfortable, like that's probably a good sign, right? So in some ways, the how do I spot this is how do you feel? Because if you feel uncomfortable, it's probably happening. Mm -hmm. Trust your gut. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of like some of our previous
0: conversations about narcissism where it it, I don't know, this guy shows up on a Saturday and takes you on this elaborate date and it in hindsight he could say, Oh, like another girl would love if that happened, right? Another girl would love if I sent him a hundred roses. Like, why aren't you appreciative of this? And I think that can cause a lot of mixed feelings in you, right? Like, this makes me really uncomfortable, but it was really spontaneous and fun and exciting. So maybe it's just me.
2: This is actually exactly how I remember feeling. I remember feeling like super annoyed that he showed up at my house like that. I remember feeling kind of icky about some of it. And then on the other hand, I remember thinking to myself, yeah, but if I were to tell the story of this to somebody else, like here's this huge elaborate date that we went on, I remember thinking, other people would think that was really amazing other people would be like swept off their feet. Um, How can I really even say anything to him about this? Because it's so nice. Isn't that so sweet? And he baked my favorite dessert and like all of these things. Which somehow
0: he knew after
1: we've talked (laughs) one (laughs) time. Stayed up all night.
2: Right. So, I mean, internally, I even remember feeling a little bit of a war back and forth because it felt very, very yucky to me. And then at the same time, there were all of these things that felt so sweet and like nobody else ever did stuff like that for me usually if I went on a good date with somebody I'd hopefully hear from them by the end of the week right
1: sure so let's say really quickly this is maybe as the relationship goes on right so it's not the early I mean it still might be an early stage but in the absence of narcissism let's say as the relationship develops you start to share like hey all of this stuff makes me uncomfortable or maybe you don't say it, but you start to like try and pull away, what kind of response do you get? Is it the typical narcissistic response in the absence of like narcissism, or is it something different?
2: Uh, well, I think it's an interesting question because I think that, I, I don't even know that we have a ton of information about what this looks like. I would honestly assume though that if you were to pull away from this, it would really bother somebody who is narcissistic. Right. That would really do the opposite of feed their ego. So I don't know that they would continue to pursue you if you were to pull away from that, right? Mm. You you would suddenly just be the person who didn't appreciate how wonderful you had it, kind of a thing. And and so I don't know that a narcissist would honestly continue to pursue you. They may actually up the ante for a little bit and like go extra love bomb or, or they might just pull pull away altogether. But um, I think that it's kind of difficult to set those boundaries because, again, if this is a truly narcissistic person or relationship and you're telling the narcissist, hey, look, all of those roses are embarrassing for me, the narcissist is probably going to come back with some things like, oh, well, you know, everybody else at your office thought it was so cool. Everybody else thought, thought that that was a really nice thing. and Maybe you just don't know how good you've had it. Maybe nobody's treated you this good before and so it's hard for you, right? Some of those kinds of things.
1: For sure.
0: Yeah, and I don't remember exactly what how they worded it in one of the articles we read, but they talk about the three phases of love bombing and I think stage 3 was like the discarding stage, right? Once you've like oh, yeah. rejected that these grand shows of affection just like then I don't need you either, right? Like this is your loss cuz I'm so great and now I'm so awesome, but and kind of, like, using probably some of that language that Shira was talking about.
1: Because I almost wondered, in the absence of narcissism, is it, like, so thinking anxious style mm. attachments where I, like, give gifts and... To It'd probably keep, just be sad. Yeah, I almost <laughs> want, like, do they then start utilizing guilt? Right. Mm. Like, oh, I'm just not, like, what did I do wrong? Why don't you like me? Is Is there mm. something that yeah. I could, like, I can almost see the total opposite, which is...
0: Like super like self deprecating almost. Uh huh.
2: Right. This just gets so tricky again. Sometimes we talk about splitting hairs because I would also say that sounds yeah. like a vulnerable narcissist. Agreed. Right? Yeah, that suddenly it's all of the feel piece. feel sympathy for me. Mm-hmm. Right? How how could you be so rejecting of me? I'm just so terrible, no one <clears throat> above me. But I would say, um, you know, all of this really does look like attachment problems. Sure. This is not healthy building of relationships when this kind of stuff happens.
0: Yeah. Just go see a therapist. People are so complicated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, love bombing makes me uncomfortable. Well,
0: anything else you guys want to say about this before we go? Uh,
2: no, I, I guess the only thing I would say is just what we've said already. Trust your gut. Don't. If it doesn't feel right, if you think that it seems too good to be true, trust your gut with that and don't let the person or even your friends talk you into feeling differently or guilt you into it because if it feels kind of phony, if it feels like there's not enough of a basis for some of this stuff to be happening, then you're probably right on.
1: Yeah. I would agree with
0: that. Perfect. I think there's lots of research to trust, to trust in your gut. We've proven it lots of times. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining. Hopefully this episode was helpful. Um, If you're interested in more of this kind of content, please let us know. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, check out some of our older videos, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks. Thank you.